0: Just two local guys with so much to say So listen to the real estate brought today
1: What's up folks? Dean and Lane here We're going to be going over the monthly market update For you folks in Hawaii But here we go In
0: Hawaii there's so much to do There's new levels surfing and real estate too we just two local guys with so much to say, so listen to the real estate brought us today.
1: All right, so let's get right into it because we have a bunch of news because we are a little late this month because I went screwing off on the mainland checking out some of my projects. But Dean, why don't you take it away? And if folks are jumping on late, feel free to type in any questions or comments. We always. Nice like to hear what you guys have to say or anything we can do to help.
0: Thanks, Lane. Yeah, I hope you had a good trip. I'm jealous. But yep, my name is Dean Oeda. I'm a real estate investor and realtor in Hawaii. You can catch me on YouTube, realestateofhawaii.com for CMA based on your tax assessment. So uh, I'm constantly getting questions now, especially more than before regarding what's the market like? What's going on? Well, I always We always like to start off with these slides that are presented by the Honolulu Board of Realtors. And as Lane mentioned, is because we're later on to the month, we have the official visual from the Honolulu Board of Realtors. The bigger one on the left is September, and I put prior months to August next to it, just so that we can uh, compare the two. When you talk about prices and we everyone's talking about median single family home prices, and of course it's good to watch. But a lot of times an uptick or a downtick just $25,000 makes a big deal. But I think more of the, the news is in the other numbers. But just to cover these, we see uh, compared to prior year, same time prior year, an increase for single family and to- condos. Median prices of about 5% for both at $1.1 $1. 1, million for single family and condos respectively. But the more important news, I think, is we're looking at the second n- row here, which is closed sales. So for single families, down 34% to 278 closed sales for single family and 496 for condos, which is down about 19% from prior year. And if you can look, if you compare it to August numbers, you see it also was a slight decline for both. And again, looking at days on market here, we also see a big uptick compared to prior year 100% increase to 18 days for single family and 27% increase 14 days for condos as always we want to dig in and look at other information to give perspective on things right so here's some other additional statistics that are fun to consider sales versus prior month so for single family it's down almost 12% and it's down 2.4% for condos when you're looking at on what sold above original asking price, we had 36% of single families sold for above original offer and compared to prior, it was 64%. It's all relative, right? 64% sounds like super high. And I think 36% is still pr- pr- relatively good. And again, it's all perspective and relative. So looking at inventory, and this is a leading indicator in terms of prices going up and down. So we saw a big increase of 44% for single family and 11% for condos. From last year, but keeping in mind that this is still the current inventories are still 40% below the pre pandemic levels back in 2019. You also see that 23% of single family home new listings went into escrow or sold in September versus prior year, September was 56%. And 33% of condo new listings went into escrow or sold in September compared to September last year, where 49% of them went into escrow or sold. And again, keeping things in perspective because 2021 was a buyer's frenzy, super strong seller's market, a lot of transactions going through. So again, it's all relative. Another question was, what are the interest rates doing to the market? So this 7.10 is I got it off of Mortgage Mortgage Rates Daily, I believe is a site that I like to use. And that's, of course, more than double last year where we were in below 3% for the 30-year fixed rate and what is that doing to our market it's putting a lot of buyers who are going to buy with financing on the sidelines if you're a tire kickers even more you're not even coming out now so it's cooling things off it's chill. It, making them chill i spoke to a few escrow officers in the last few months and both of them have told me that yeah 70 to 80% of, of the transactions that are going down for these resale homes are being purchased with cash and not trying to scare everybody and make it doom or gloom because it's still based on the information, it's still a seller's market in most areas. Some areas are becoming a little bit more balanced and having more more leverage towards the buyers, but still overall, I think we're still in a seller's market.
1: Also, the big thing is that days on market, right? What did you say? It was like 14 days. 18, yeah,
0: 18, 18. which
1: is still low, yeah. Yeah, yeah 14 was for condos. 18 is for town,
0: single family, but that's still low. And I think I have a slide for that too. Or actually, I don't think I put this year, this month. I'm always putting that. And that's a good number to look at. But 18 and 14, that's still a seller's market by definition.
1: Normally it's what, 60 or 90 days is that. Would be a, yeah, that would be considered
0: more like an equilibrium, yeah, like more balanced market if it was that 60 to eight. Yeah, exactly. So looking at, homes for sale and how it's trending that's going to be another leading indicator because as inventory becomes on market if more inventory comes on market then buyers will have more options and then that would hopefully appease the demand and there's a potential for prices to soften so if we look at this trend here we see at the tail end of 20 at the beginning of 2022 we see it's starting to ramp up but relative to since Going back to 2005, we're still at relatively low numbers, yeah? So that's something to consider. I always like to fall upon month supply of inventory because that's talking about whatever our burn rate or the rate that homes are selling for, what will be, when will all of that inventory, existing inventory be gone, assuming no new homes come up for sale? So we're still at just above two months for both single-family and condos. Looking at this one-year graph, you see it starting to take up. But Then again, look back in, since 2005 and that it's still relatively low. It's kind of like when we look at the interest rate trends, right? But one thing I also want to point out is real estate is local. And so this is at a macro level. And a prime example that I thought of was that when I bought my first condo to live in, I bought it at in two thousand and five, right? And that's when you can see the month supply of inventory was relatively was low, almost similar to how it is today. And so I bought it two bedroom, two bath in IA for one hundred I'm sorry, two hundred thousand, two hundred and five thousand. I sold it in five years, so in two thousand and nine, and according to this graph, it was around the peak of when month supply of inventory was in the looks like nine and a half months. And I sold it for 385000 so it did increase a very large amount. And regardless of what this graph is showing, yeah, so everything is taken to perspective. I show the graphs. Again, it's, just, it's giving us an idea of at the higher level, but real estate is local, yeah. So as an example of how it was contrary to what this graph shows.
1: If you've been listening to the Simple Passive Cashflow podcast since 2016, you have seen me, well, change my mind a few times. At one time, I thought buying a bunch of rentals was the way to financial freedom, so you could be that cool guy at the local real estate club with all the other misguided landlords. As I became an accredited investor, I discovered the three-step system that we use today. First, syndication deals where you don't invest with dishonest operators to get better returns than the 401k financial planner garbage. Second step, get passive losses to unlock the tax best practices that the wealthy employ, and last and least impactful, Number 3. Infinite Banking If your net worth is not yet $1 million, check out my free turnkey rental remote e-course at simplepassivecashflow.com slash turnkey. Alright, speaking to accredited investor, to an accredited investor, my 123 system is very simple to implement, but it requires plugging into a community of purely passive accredited investors like ours. Join our investor club for more insider access. Go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash club. Those who are looking to deploy more than $250,000 their first year or make over $300,000 in annual income or net worth over a couple million dollars should really look into our exclusive inner circle called the Family Office Hana Mastermind, FOOM for short. Learn more at slash journey. Percent of last list price. So,
0: realtors, we always get a lot of emails when listings go up for sale or for open houses. And we also get the be- mailers when prices are reduced or there's a price reduction or improvement as some like to call it for marketing purposes. So recently, I have seen an increase in the number of price reductions on listings. So I wanted to show this slide because I think a lot of the doom and, doom and gloomers were, are saying, oh yeah, there's so many price reductions going down and that's a sign. And yes, that is true, but it needs to be, again, taken with a grain of salt because Sometimes sellers are looking or assuming that the trend of prices are going up. So they're trying to compensate or price their home aggressively. And so sometimes when things are starting to shift, it's caught, it causes for the need for price reductions. What I wanted to show in this graph was that we're still relatively strong compared to historical statistics in terms of percentage of last list price. At, we're at 100%. For both single-family and condos, and again taking it back to 2012 when we look at see that same statistic, and it seems yeah, relatively speaking, we're still in a pretty good shape. And then, again, not to give people false hope, but it, I'm just showing the numbers for everyone to make your own. Decision. So I put this slide in because we like to talk about the news in Hawaii. We're constantly talking about the the environment that we live in here in hawaii compared to other places we've always historically had issues with permitting and the timeliness of new construction or remodels to get permitting so i think this came out earlier this week where the former honolulu chief building examiner is now going to change his plea to guilty and i don't know just an example of you know sign up there was opportunity to be had not to say that it was it should have been done there there was an issue there's people were taking a long time or the process was taking a long time and for whatever reason people found it the need to take opportunity to to do these kind of things but anyway just wanted to talk to that another interesting thing is for new construction developers here in hawaii this is the first time i've seen this in this cycle where in ever beach Dear Horton has single-family new construction developments, and they're actually having a price reduction on some of their inventory that they're trying to sell. Again, giving more perspective in terms of how the market is going through a change. Yeah,
1: but this is all like it's all a marketing thing too, right? Because they weren't really selling houses for eight eighty-seven. The real price I... is more like fifty-ish. Right? People like to get discounts.
0: This is. The first time I've seen someone show this. I haven't tracked the original, but I was thinking, yeah, to your point, it could be, but I feel like if someone was really in the market and they saw the prices, they, they would call it a bluff. So I it may be the fact that the developer is needing to not unload, but before they can move on to the next phase of the development over over there, they need in Evil Beach, they need to sell off their existing inventory. So that, that could be true too, Lane.
1: Yeah. I think I bet you $1,000 to one, Dean, that interest rates are going to go up at least a couple more times in the next six months. And yeah, that'll look good for some of these home prices. I take that back. I do think Hawaii's a bit insulated and yes, yeah. interest rates are going to go up, but that may or may not mean that the of price are going to dip a huge amount.
0: Correct. Yeah, to your point, I believe the insulation is due to our living on the rock and having limited space and a, a stronger demand. And we can't, go past the shoreline on this island versus some other areas where you have a lot of empty farmland or desert.
1: That's it. I got to talk to you later. I've been looking at something at 2.8 and they dropped it to 2.6 in the okay, last Okay. Month. So that just goes to your earlier point, right? Of now price. The stupid pricing isn't there anymore where you could ask for 10% plus of what it's worth. So now it's a price discovery moment. At this point. Yep, yep.
0: And that's a good point, too. You brought up, they didn't I think inflation information came out today? And it was weird because I believe The stock it, market uh,
1: jumped a little bit.
0: Yeah, which was contrary to what the inflation information came out to. I think it was like 8.2 versus 8.1 for the CPI last month.
1: I saw that same headline, and it's like Yahoo Financer. Right. All these headlines are written by bots these days. <laughs> I forget what website it is, but like you can write all these articles with a bot. Oh. It's just like we're just fed all this nonsense by bot these days, and that's what they use. There's websites that will call them out on it, and exactly like the in- the inflation went up right by tenth mm-hmm. of a point, yet the stock market went up, which is not what's supposed to do. Yeah. Yet they write this huge computer generated article on it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was going through one of the articles and it's so trying to rationalize why the markets did that. And they're saying maybe the analysts were able to read further into the, the details of the statistics and said that there are signs of inflation. There's hints of it weakening in the future. And so that's maybe that those that information wasn't that new information wasn't baked into the current market. So the rationalization, maybe it's because that and that's why the markets went up. So. I, was, I don't know if the bots wrote that or whatever but i was like okay well to your point is like how do you know what to believe yeah
1: i i tell all my folks like just invest in cash flow now's the time you take cover and just stay busy or just relax yep. for now
0: and try not to it's, get caught up in the noise and yeah
1: but i i will bet you i've got my little sticky sheet here and i got this from uh, inside the nba oh. show but they have all these okay. bets so i think okay. you and i should have some bets I bet you that interest rates for a thirty-year mortgage will get above eight percent. Somewhere between eight and ten percent, but eight percent. I would take the bet at ten, maybe.
0: <laughs> but even think that it's is going to
1: go. At, you think it's going to go higher? If
0: you say it's going to go higher, then I'll say maybe not. We'll, we'll draw the line at ten and I'll say we'll, uh, the over/under is ten, and I'll take the under. No,
1: I'll give you. <laughs> I'll give you over. I'll give you over, under, let's call eight, the middle, eight and a half. You take under, I'll take over.
0: No, middle would be nine because, and I haven't been reading any of the trending forecasts recently, but for the sake of SNG, yeah, sure, let's do eight and a half. Yeah, let's do eight and a half. I think that's,
1: we have a long way, man. We're not even, what are we at, six or something or seven? No,
0: 7.1 was the, it's pretty close, man considering how quickly it went up and if they're going at 75 bits every time and there's going to be a fourth and a fifth one, then yeah, that, that'll take us over that.
1: Easy. But just for people listen: just because it goes up 75 bits doesn't mean that the interest rates that you guys pay are 75 points up. Right, yeah. I would true. say it's maybe a two for one. So, yeah, it's not directly correlated to your point. Yeah. Cody yeah, says... I, 8.5 is a good line. We're at 7. Yeah. So Cody, seven. are you over or under Cody? Let us know. Are yeah. you over or under that? Do you want to put money on this too? <laughs> uh, so, okay. So Dean is going to Not a G though. Not a G. This Dean is, is going to get a, under. Good sushi D. lunch.
0: And okay. again, this is just for the sake of discussion and for, for fun and whatever we have at stake. But, Let's
1: pass the freaking time before yeah. interest rates come down and we can yeah. go out and do stuff. Again.
0: Yep. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, I'll put this on okay. my wall. Okay. Okay. Moving let, on. let me know. Oh what okay says, so gosh, sounds like... over eight and a half would be crazy, says Cody. Okay, so it sounds like Cody is under. He's under. Cody, would you like to ride to a side me on with this me? <laughs> Let me know. I will confirm you in. <laughs> Okay,
0: as always, I would like to talk about the scam of the month, and this month we are talking about healthcare reimbursement phishing scam. So whenever you do a request for a reimbursement, it's a lot of times it's a third-party processor that handles it, and the payment processors offer often do direct deposit payments, yeah? and sometimes, of course, cyber criminals are always looking for an opportunity to use social engineering to try to Get this reimbursement. So in this scam, the cyber criminals send out emails and appear to be related to a, an active reimbursement request that you made. Yeah. Of course, the email is asking you for private ID information and supposedly to finish up processing your request. Of course, giving them the information will allow them to update the direct deposit information and send the scammers, the payments instead of your bank account. So as always, never click on an email that you aren't expecting. Also watch out for notifications from your account to see if there are any changes to your direct deposit. And then always try to use the multi-factor authentication on your accounts when they're av- available. I think last month we talked about even a scam around multi-factor authentication. But yeah, always, I like to provide these because I want everyone to stay Sharp and it always sucks to hear stories about someone who got duped, especially people who you think would never get duped. So stay on your toes and be diligent. Last fun thing yeah, I have a a listing over in Liliha if anyone's interested. It's a four bedroom, one bathroom, single family detached home. It's a nice, cute one. It's just above a thousand square feet living. There's the land is four thousand just above. Four thousand square feet. It's uh, very close to Lilyhub Bakery, and there's a nice freshwater sp- stream that runs alongside of it. That's fed from the Kunawai Springs. There's actually an urban park just upstream of there that is I visited yesterday. It's really nice. But uh, yes, little fun fact too is apparently I, I was babysat in this home when I was two years two years old. My babysitter was there, and then my preschool is next door. The preschool that I attended and fun because. This client didn't even know I was that kid that was babysat by their mom 45 years ago. So that's always good fun. And so they found me in a roundabout referral type way. But yeah, if anybody's interested, we're listed at 848000
1: That's all I have. All right, so we're going to... I'll cover some of these mainland articles. If you guys are interested in more investing on the mainland, syndications, private placements. Reach out to check out my podcast, Passive Real Estate Investing. And a first thing here everybody's doom and gloom out there, but why are the big companies like Starbucks planning to open 2,000 new stores by 2025 and invest half a billion dollars in existing locations? We know to double down. Also got some other articles here, how the big companies are going into buying huge tracts of single-family homes. WalletHub has this uh, report of the 2022 safest cities. Those are Columbia, Maryland, Nashua, North New Hampshire, Literato, Texas, Portland, Maine. If you guys are interested, Pearl City is number 24, and then Honolulu was number 25. Some more safest city information, Pearl City and Honolulu were on the top five U.S. traffic fatalities per capita. So good job, everybody, on that. So this is a chart of the interest rates being hiked up over on a month-to-month basis. And again, I get Dean clocking in at 8.5% or lower in summer, late next year. I don't know. What do you, when do you think it's going to peak, Dean? I think that's another sticky note, right? I would say third quarter, twenty twenty three. Give me a month. Give me a month. I always say quarters because we, that's always a range. But we gotta. This is all yeah, fun here.
0: September then.
1: September. I said third. I would rather go October,
0: but we'll go with. Okay. What about just a year from now then?
1: October. Yeah. I think you have a good guess, but if because I, I can't do the same thing as you. I'm going to just assume things are going to take a little bit longer. So I'm going to call it December of 2023. Okay, sticky. Sticky is going up on the wall here. But the other things I want to point out on this chart are back in the 80s. It went up a lot quicker than it is now. And then it also went up pretty quick in the 94 era. Here are pretty much the same thing put on a more graphical format. So this has been the fastest rising yet, but not nowhere near the the peak yet. But again, I think D and I both agree that it's going to get up, probably surpassing this 88, 89 rise in interest rates. So Stessa reports or apartment list reports, increasingly millennial renters are giving up home ownership. Millennials are increasing choosing to rent. Uh, It used to be that 21% of the folks were like, screw it, I'm just going to rent, which I think is a good idea for some people. Now it's 24.7% this year, is what these people are saying. And do you work with younger clients, Dean, or just Um, no more money? (laughs) Yeah,
0: actually, my clientele is usually my age or older. They've been.
1: I don't stay on Instagram or all these other ones, but (laughs) not my clientele either, man. So let's move on. (laughs) But maybe these are some of our clients, kids, right? They're millennials or probably actually millennials are old now. They are between, I guess I'm technically an older millennial, but here is the generation home ownership rates. So the silent generation and the baby boomers have become one. And I I don't know if the Silent Generation are even alive these days. Are they? Aren't average? They're like in the nineties or eighty-five or something like that.
0: Yeah, but, I, but the the I don't know how COVID skewed the actuarial reports, but uh, people are living longer, right? Yeah. And if we're looking at Hawaii, I think with the demographics, it's probably a li- little bit older than on the mainland, possibly. Right.
1: So all this data I'm showing is all national, so people can right. take that. With a grain of salt, the Gen Xs are getting, they're getting up to a 70% range. The millennials are creeping up. The one big thing here is they had the biggest increase faster than any other generation this past decade. So although the millennials are, in the last few slides, are not buying houses to live in, 25% of them are said, screw it, I'm not doing that. In the last decade, there was a huge ramp up just amongst their their section there. Why? They have no more money. (laughs) It's as simple as that. Moving on, (laughs) US apartment construction on track to reach 50 year high in 2022. Perhaps that has something to do with a lot of these millennials just choosing to rent for life and just opting in for smaller quarters, something a little nicer, a little bit more luxury, and having the mobility. Who knows? But the professional developers and investors are building now to account for this, this fundamental. Some of the top places they are building is New York, Dallas, Miami, Austin, Houston, Phoenix. I couldn't read that one. I don't know what that is. But then Atlanta, D.C., Los Angeles, Florida, Denver. This one is good to talk to, I think, a lot of for your clients, Dean. People are saying a lot of doom and gloom. But there are a handful of things here that aren't happening that typically happens in market bubble, which is why I personally don't think we're gonna see any type of market bubble. We're just gonna be stagnant and then off to the races late 2023, 2024. So quantitatively you have very high supply in a market bubble prior to and that's just obviously not the case. Would you say 14 days on market? That is very hot market. You also have people buying luxury cars that probably shouldn't be buying it. And people watch the big short movie. The strippers are buying houses. Many of them have that. And I think a lot of that has to do with the creative mortgages and the mortgage defaults and arms or the arms just aren't around anymore like they were back in 2008 era. Hurricane Ian rocked Florida recently. And I had a bunch of apartments and mobile home parks in that Gulf area that we sold because we're getting killed by insurance rates. A lot of them went up three times what it was. I don't know what you guys are facing here in Hawaii in terms of insurance for natural disasters, but man, like Florida is going to be, this is, I talked to a lot of insurance brokers and what they tell us is, man, like if there's another one of these major storms like Hurricane Ian, man, the government's going to have to probably step in and back some of these insurance companies because it's just not going to be profitable for them.
0: What oh, about all those years of them being able to build up the reserves when nothing happened?
1: <laughs> yeah, they don't care. It's like the airlines, right? They get wiped out and bailed out, right? They take that off the table as profits. I don't know. So insurance rates go up, especially on the Gulf and the Florida. Gray Star to offer financing to multifamily borrowers with a lot of the agency lenders, such as Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, backing out of the commercial space and Now we're seeing a lot of the community banks back out, which is why we've swapped strategies from more of an offensive equity strategy to more of a debt strategy with our latest fund. Rent control. So it's kind of interesting. New York and California are a couple of states to be on the lookout for that have been taking steps towards rent control, more more rent control, where places like Nevada have cut it off and say it ain't going to be happening here. There are I, I always tell people, like, why is this important, especially if you live in Hawaii? These are battleground states. If you're into politics and voting and stuff like that, you watch to these more progressive states to what is going to be happening in the future. And I would definitely say Hawaii is a little bit. But I can't say Hawaii is a blue state, yet for fiscally it's conservative, it seems, sometimes.
0: I think recently I did hear discussions of the legislature talk or lawmakers talking about potential rent control in Hawaii. But so I, it comes up
1: periodically, but I think it gets fought off. Knock on wood. Yeah, let's just get another article here. Like they always bring stuff up. I think to spur attention. Maybe it's probably just the media trying to get us to be looky loos over something out of nothing. <laughs> but it always seems like a lot of these things it just dies by the wayside. And but event at some point it comes up, especially if one state like California breaks through or New York breaks through with it. The states tend to follow, think of it like marijuana, right? So what is one thing we're following this mindset of we're going to go build assets from the ground up instead of dealing with supposedly stabilized assets? Uh, I think the appeal for a lot of people going into stabilized 1960s, 1970s, 80s properties is it's accessible. If you call $20, 50000000 million purchases accessible, But to build stuff from scratch requires a lot of expertise and capital, something that definitely the average Joe or the sophisticated mom and pop investor does not have, which is why we want to get in to do this more. And I just came back from our completed project in Huntsville. And I wouldn't live there if I was younger because it was probably too nice. (laughs) We'll release the videos on that later within our group. So this is where I was talking about where people are, I think, frozen. What are the big guys doing like Blackstone um, and and others, but they're buying up a lot of single-family homes? Now, I wouldn't be too worried if I was a landlord. It's not like they're going to be buying your property from under you or buying all the surrounding properties, but it's happening. And I think this is something that myself and Dean, like we were able to transcend from the working class and have real estate work for us that maybe this window opportunity is not gonna be there for the next generation if these institutions keep doing it. So that's your guy's hint right now. Instead of just sitting on the sidelines, get involved, do stuff. If not the, the institutions, money. yeah. Institutions are gonna eat your shorts. Uh Fannie Mae predicts a modest recession in 2023. And this kind of aligns with a lot of the reports that I read. If you guys ever want, we can send you the reports that we read. we I mean, just send an email at team at simplepassatcasual.com and we can hook you up with those. And they're saying slowing growth, not going backwards, but just slowing growth in 2023 and then off to the races in 2024 and beyond.
0: That sounds positive.
1: Yeah, unless there's a World War III event. <laughs> that's you always have those black swan type of that's events. True. Um, true. But hey, Kim Jong-un didn't blow us up from the year 2015, uh, 2018 to twenty twenty nineteen, that was the concern, yeah. right?
0: Yeah. Hopefully these missiles can't meet, reach us, right? Supposedly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. with
0: all those testings going on, those missile right. tests.
1: Well that's why that's why I wrote these bets, right? Because oh. you write the date on there and then we can a time capsule we're freaking out about the moment. And then you realize later, man, that was so stupid. You and I were like you know, going back and forth eight, eight and a half percent. Either it doesn't get there or surpasses there a lot. Either way, it didn't really matter in right. the long run. Good
0: discussion point and reflection
1: point. And then we'll be old, of the silent generation.
0: Lane, point. you remember that day when back in 2022? 2022...
1: At that point, I don't care because I'll be driving a Ferrari around with everybody. <laughs> we'll be doing this. Who knows if we'll be doing this, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're doing it for the love right now. So, that's all. so South Region sees the most pandemic-era growth. And then the other question is, what if there is a recession coming up? Do households flock to B and C properties during recessions? Moody's came up with this very exact article. And here are some of the data they came up with. So B and C properties have averaged substantially higher rent growth than A properties. And then B and C properties that have outperformed A properties 93% of the time. The the one curveball to this, of course, is during the pandemic, a lot of the A-class people were unscathed and able to work from home in their cushy uh, remote jobs. Whereas the B- and the C-class tenants got rocked, unfortunately. So you never know what's going to happen again. Yeah, Yeah. Have and have nots. But right now, there is a little bit more vacancy in the higher end than in the lower end. But we never know how that's going to play out in the future. So that's why we always stress diversification. I'm not a big fan of short-term rentals, but maybe it's good to have some of that in your portfolio. And in theory, it would make sense to have some class Cs, but there is a lot more headache involved with that, dealing with tougher tenants. So that's up to you guys if you want to get involved with that. But that's it. If nobody has any other questions, check us out next month. Send any suggestions, qu- questions, and topics to us. You guys can send me an email at team at simplepassedcashflow.com. Dean, how do folks get a hold of you in case they need it's to sell a- their house right away? Because yeah, The interest a- rates are going to go up to 10% plus.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can just find me at deanoera at gmail.com or uh, Um, That's uh, probably the easiest.
1: Cool. All right. See ya, everybody. A free real estate investing group, check out reialoha.com. Hey, just some legal stuff here although these two brothers are pretty knowledgeable and have over 2100 rental units and own over 160 million dollars worth of real estate that preceding our only ideas and not to be taken as legal tax or financial advice okay you should always seek the professional advice of other professionals on your team and think for yourself and do your own due diligence okay aloha